Hey there, welcome back to a new episode of Science Fiction. I am Salim Sitarwala, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Carl Ames. Carl? Hey, what's going on? Uh, good evening to you. Yeah, how's it going? You have uh, having a good good uh, evening and a good day? Yeah, I'm enjoying the weather. Um, I always like to, one, I'm wearing shorts because it's like <laughs> 65 degrees today in December 15th in Chicago. So you got to celebrate that. And usually as the year goes on and it's like like a, a unusually warm day, I'll celebrate it with ice cream. So I had uh, oh, nice. Culver's oh, today, warmer shorts. I got like a, was it called a concrete? It's basically a, like ice cream. And a uh, nice burger and stuff. So, yeah, this probably will be it for the rest of the year. But who knows? Maybe January <laughs> we'll have another 60-degree day. Who knows? It's uh, our, the climate change, right? That's what, we're, that's what we're dealing with. It's all this weird weather, uh, tornadoes, and where tornadoes don't happen. And <laughs> normally where tornadoes don't happen. And things like uh, 65 degrees in Chicago during December is not normal so we'll see normal going forward who knows (laughs) so yeah it's uh definitely uh it's not bad to have that weather but it's also kind of scary but Mm -hmm. yeah um i'm excited about today's show but obviously tomorrow too it's no way home uh as our i am uh skoks uh as uh shared that tomorrow is spider-man no way home that's the big one that we'll do an episode on that in a couple of weeks but uh today we have a fun episode um planned in general oh also i didn't know if you noticed i finally put my uh oh yeah Spider-Man, there he is. spider-man uh and venom picture i finally put it up i i had the frame i just fi- i got one of those easy like um easy to do yourself well, not obviously it's always do yourself, but like an easier like thing where you can just kind of uh, stick the thing in to uh, drywall or whatever. Okay. And it, you can just push it in instead of having to like, and it comes with a thing where you can measure it. So it's, it's it goes in like straight and not like all crooked and things like that. So it's an easier yeah. thing where you can scan <laughs> Unlike it. all of the posters in my room. <laughs> no, uh, you don't need like a hammer or anything like that, like a nail hammer. It just, push the thing in and then there's like a hook you can just hook the the frame on so I, yeah i got a couple of those i got a i'll probably i mean i'll talk about some of the stuff that i got at c2e2 because i gotta get frames for that as well but yeah i finally put that bad boy up but anyways as we get into our uh show so we'll talk about our experience at c2e2 um there's a new sonic the hedgehog trailer for sonic 2 out and then we'll also talk about Peacemaker. Um, so yeah, let's let's start out. So C2E2, we went there. We had a lot of fun. We spent pretty much the entire Sunday there. Um, I'll, I'll let you lead off here. Uh, wh- what was your um, experience like? How did you like like it? Like as because this is this is this is something like for me. This is my first time doing C2E2. Um, I hadn't done that before. I've done other conventions, but not C2E2. And you've done C2E2 before, correct? Yes, I would, I guess, call myself a C2E2 veteran at this point. Um, I've been to every C2E2 since 2016, I believe, maybe 2015, but I think it's been 2016 
that have been there. And um, the C2E2 in 2020 was in the end of February, like that weekend, I think it was like the 28th, 29th, and the 1st of February uh, 2020. And um, that was pretty much the last big convention in like the United States before the pandemic. And it was still scary enough at that time because there's a lot of the talks about should we shut down, should we not, and stuff. Um, so this being pretty much the first big convention <laughs> also in uh, Chicago. I mean, there were some, um, uh, you know, over the, the course of the year, but I think this is like the big first big comic book one. But yeah, it was, it, it definitely showed. Um, we, we, went, we went on Sunday, uh, which is typically a, sh- a slower day anyway. But for what it's worth, um, just going in there and seeing this big space. Like if you go back to that picture, Aldo, the first one, the the picture that we were showing is not a picture of this year whatsoever. Um, it's not a picture that we took, but that's uh, from previous years, probably last year or the year before. Uh, one, they didn't even have that red carpet out this year. And two, it wasn't nearly as packed. This is probably from a Saturday anyway, but it still wasn't all that packed. Um, Marvel, like Marvel, Marvel was not there at all, uh, which mm-hmm. they are normally a staple at C2E2. Um, and they take up that big space like these people are walking into, like you normally just walk directly into Marvel like that. Um, right. So there was a big empty space there because Marvel wasn't there. Um and then that means there also wasn't many Marvel panels because they, they have many panels throughout the, the weekend talking about upcoming Marvel comics and having the writers and artists and stuff talk about upcoming projects and things. So it was just uh, a, a lot missing, but still plenty of uh, places to, to walk around to, to buy stuff. Uh, a lot of the same usual vendors that i i've been seeing these last couple years the usual suspects there uh artist alley was still pretty full and i still love artist alley it's my favorite thing and um yeah uh it was still a good experience uh, overall yeah i know you mentioned like uh marvel wasn't there but i think they there were random uh there was like one or two people that wrote for marvel that did show up on their own right i think you pointed somebody out to me yeah like Um, marvel at large like them representing the company wasn't there but there still were marvel artists and writers that were present um uh like i pointed out to you that chris claremont was there Um, right if you don't know chris claremont he is one of the uh most significant writers to the uh uncanny x-men run like he had a huge run of comics from like 19 the number 96 or something like that all the way up until like 300 uh he like wrote all of those and pretty much any important uh classic x-men story he wrote for the most part the Phoenix he's, saga he, and yeah all that he's stuff. part of he's part of the i can't if i remember correctly he's one of the responsible like it when with the logan um you know i'm i'm like like when he says like I'm great at what I do, but what I do isn't very nice. That um, probably, yeah, he's part of that. Um, so yeah, that was we saw him. I mean, we didn't get in line just because 
we were trying to move around, but it was kind of cool seeing him there. Um, but yeah, I know we got a few things as far as when we were walking around in Artist Alley. Um, I know you were very excited about getting a couple of things. Um, one of them was the, it's a book that you get every of uh, drawings. This artist that you're mm-hmm. a big fan of. Um, yeah. I don't know if you do you have that on you. I, um, I do. I have it right here. Um, see if we get the glare to not be so bad. Hey, focus. Thanks. So this is a, a sketchbook <laughs> from Chrissy Zilla. And I, again, like I said, I've gone to C2E2 pretty much every year. And every year she's been there. And every year I buy her sketchbook because it's a really great way to get her art without costing because you know if you go to an artist and get commissions it costs quite a bit um but you can get all of her art that she's just been sketching over the course of a year and she puts it in a book and it costs twenty dollars and it's pretty uh nice and convenient um she does a lot of art that is just like original characters sort of thing so and i don't know if we're gonna so yeah these are just like original characters so you get that in there but then she also will throw in some other stuff too that is uh you know licensed characters that you might be more familiar with uh go real quick with here we go we've got um we got phoenix here gene gray and we got san from princess mononoke over here if you like your anime and she just again just fills it up here's some harley quinn um it's just really nice art and i again i have like five of these so um it's just really nice and i just chat with her real briefly every year hey how's it going she also has like um because i got her to sign a couple statues i won't grab them because they're they're over there but there's some statues that she drew and then they 3d printed well not 3d printed but made them into statues so her art is actually uh, statue of Batgirl and Wonder Woman is what I have, and she signed for me. And then she also has Supergirl and Hawk Girl. Um, yeah. that they're still available too. So if you want to get those, they're not too terribly expensive, like fifty or sixty dollars, and they look really cool. Nice. And I know you bought like you were you were you were letting fate decide if you should buy these or not. Um, and you ended up buying. I think it was it was more uh, um, Japanese animation uh, characters, yeah. correct? I, um, it was like six of them, I believe. Yeah. So I ended up like I had I was telling you, I had like one thing that I really wanted to get. Uh, like I was on a mission to grab um, because I wasn't he wasn't sure. So I've been playing and I'm still playing this game called Persona 5. Uh, I don't know if there's any Persona 5 fans here, but um, this artist is Cas uh, Kuriga and he drew Kawakami and then. Uh, just because he actually threw this in for free for me, I was able to pick up Tharja. This is from Fire Emblem, another video game. So it was just a, a freebie for me, and I would really appreciated that from him because I got already three of his posters, so that makes five now. And then also with Persona 5, I was able to, uh, which I, again, uh, the... This one here is Futaba, and they were saying when I went there in the morning that uh, they didn't have that many left, and there's a bunch of characters in this game, So, and they had a, a bundle, and I'm like, okay, well, if I come back later today and you sold out, then I won't be able to get the bundle, obviously, 
but when we went back at the end of the day, they had this very last one. So I was able to get the whole bundle of Persona 5. Basically, all the girls is Makoto. Uh, here's Haru. And I believe we've got Anzakamaki here. We got who else is here? Kasumi and so on. So, yeah, but it's ended up buying the whole thing because there's no way I would just want to buy two of them and then my life would be haunted by not having all of the rest of them. So um, I just went ahead and pulled the trigger on that. And that's for the most part, all that I bought, I didn't really get too much else. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I know I bought a few things obviously as well. Uh, I, for one thing, I bought this shirt. I decided to wear it today. It's a Wolverine shirt. I really liked it. Um, I was thinking of getting another one, but I just couldn't, figure out which i think it was like one shirt that i like but that didn't have my size so i just decided to stick with this one um it's a solid shirt um obviously and then i bought more comic books because i'm uh and they're all spidey comics and you were on the mission too yes i was um so i bought this entire the birth of venom so it's like an entire venom saga as far as like when he first becomes so when Spider-Man has a black costume and then he gets rid of the black costume and then like the whole thing with Eddie Brock and when Eddie Brock takes over as becomes Venom essentially. So uh, does that have the secret secret wars in there too? No, I think this is after the secret wars. Okay. So like right when he comes back. Um, like I think it has like random stuff from secret wars. So it might have like, oh no, it looks like it does have. So it has one. It probably has like one of the um, Secret Wars number eight. Okay, yeah, just the one that he actually yeah. got. It. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of goes through all of that, and basically, uh, eventually gets to him becoming Venom. So that's one. Uh, this is just a bunch of one of like a really Todd, Todd McFarlane. Um, it's a major illustrator for Marvel, who's done a lot of great things. Uh, there's a lot of cool storylines in here. Um, it's like Torment. Uh, it's a cool storyline in here. There's, um, it's a little more darker story uh, Spider-Man storylines compared to what the normal uh, Spider-Man is like. That was a really cool. It's one of my favorite um, sets of comics for Spider-Man. Um, it's not like a complete, like a, it's not like a, connect like they're not all connected in like it's stories as far as they're concerned but um but yeah it's just it's a really cool um comic book series type of thing they did in a sense because like i said it's a little more darker than your normal spider-man stuff is concerned um this is interesting so like you know i've been telling you i've been kind of getting like those essentials of spider-man mm -hmm. Um, this is kind of in that same vein, but this is more. Uh, they do color because so the essential, the essentials series, like like I said, they have so many different essentials. Like they have essentials of Avengers, uh, Captain America, Thor, whatever have you. Um, those are in black and white, and these this is an epic collection, so it kind of does the same thing, where it does from the beginning of like from the very first when it started in the 60s mm -hmm. uh to 
like the I think through through the modern age they have like epic collections. So I got two of those sets, but these these are in the eighties and like late eighties, early nineties. Um, they have this the series historyline because I'm I'm still gonna get the essentials, which is the entirety of it's a silver age and 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 uh, bronze age. Of con- that's like the era of where those comics are concerned, um, and but they don't have the essentials of Spider-Man. The, the, the stops at after the Bronze Age ends, and it starts at when the modern age begins. Uh, so I don't have. So actually, I don't have. Um, they don't have essentials for when the modern age begins. I should say. So they have. I, I decided to get those because those are modern age uh, years. So I can probably, I'll read those as well. I think I've read a few of them. I haven't read many, uh, but I've read a few of them. And again, Venom is also in the modern age. Uh, when, that's when he first appears, Venom, and then eventually Carnage. Obviously, that those guys are modern age characters. Um, and then I also got really cool uh, artist drawings. I was looking for a few. What I wanted to originally get is a cool Wolverine. Like I wanted to find a Wolverine one. And I told you, like, man, that, that remember what I said, like that that guy has a Wolverine drawing. I would I wish I would have asked him where he got it from. There was a guy walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had kind of walked away. I was like, damn, never, it's too late to ask him now. But um, we were walking around like an artist alley, and I decided to, you know, something caught my eye, a, a, a particular artist. So I decided to check out his his drawings. Um so I, I caught this. I it was really cool Wolverine drawing. So I, I grabbed that. Um, oh, can you guys see that? There you go. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, grabbed that, and then he had a buy to get one free. So I checked to see if I if I found anything else that I really liked. And then obviously I'm big Spidey guy. Obviously, as everyone knows, I mention it every five seconds. Uh, we're on the show. So, um, again, they got Venom and Carnage. It's a cool little drawing there, picture art. And then the free one, when he did buy two, get one free, ended up getting a Batman, um, since I am a big Batman fan. So, yeah, those are the things I got. I I, I was pretty happy with... Um, I was pretty happy with my purchases, um, I know there was a lot of cool like cosplays when we were walking around. We were like constantly looking at everyone dressed up in really different things. My favorite one, I think, was the Iron Man. The guy had the entire Iron Man um, suit get up, and and his like his hands would light up like for the blasters. His underneath his foot for uh, or yeah, feet that he had the lights to, um, and then when he walked, had like that robotic noise. Uh, that was cool, and I think he's probably with his wife. I was assuming a girlfriend. She was dressed as uh, the Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, entire like looked like Black Widow. It was pretty cool. I think that was probably my favorite cosplay that I saw. This like the Iron Man one. It was pretty awesome. Um, which one did you catch your eye? I would you would think. Yeah, they both were really good. As uh, I would also agree with you, though, that was probably my favorite um, from the weekend. But there was also another one. Um, Actually, I saw them when I was waiting for you to come. Um, 
there was this woman she actually was cosplaying as captain carter so she had the full on oh nice uh costume she had the shield going i think she had a little sword it wasn't huge but it was like this so she had like a little um what was it was it Ex- it wasn't excalibur was it that she had but she just pulled the sword off the wall just a random one um nice. either way but uh yeah she looked really good she did a really good job with the costume and 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 everything and uh you know there were a lot of fun cosplays uh over the weekend but like i said uh would have been nice like uh, like normally if i go i would go for the whole weekend uh friday saturday and sunday but between my current work schedule and uh just availability and uh funds i uh, just wasn't able to i like i if you didn't ask me honestly i wouldn't have gone this year at all but um I am looking forward to it. So, guys, if you are in the Chicago area, uh, the next C2E2, not sponsored, by the way, uh, the next C2E2 is in August. Uh, I think it's August 5th. It's the first weekend in August, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of August 2022. So, uh, they're moving it because it normally is in, like, late winter, early spring. Uh, but because of everything been going on, they had to delay it for this year just this past weekend and then the next one is going to be in august and then probably in 2023 it'll go back to being in this normal slot but uh that doesn't mean we get c2e2 again sooner than later and i will most likely be there so uh, i'm looking forward to that yeah i um i'll definitely go to that one as well just to try to see if i can go to more than one day that just this year Unfortunately, what, what's funny thing is, uh, originally I wanted to go Saturday, but I had another event going on that day, but then it got canceled at the last minute. It was the uh, podcast Bulls at, at Windy City Bulls, but then they canceled that game. They postponed it because of the COVID breakout cases happening. So oh. they had like they didn't have enough players to play on either team Yikes. or something like that because hmm. of everyone was uh, uh, tested positive for COVID. So they canceled that game. So we ended up not doing the podcast thing. Um, it was obviously, uh, but obviously we couldn't go anyways, just cause, uh, we, we didn't get, have an advance notice, but next time I definitely want to go uh, more than one day, especially on a Saturday, because they have a lot more cool things on Saturdays, as far as like who's there and the various different artists and things like that. And even panels are a lot uh, interesting. I know you, we, we sat in that one panel, uh, the uh, Attack on Titans. Now mm-hmm. I was at a lot of that stuff. Pretty much all of that stuff went over my head because I have no clue any background story about that show. Uh, what did you take away from it? Like I know you saw you, you were there and you were listening intently. A lot of people were asking questions, um, and and I was kind of looking. I don't know if you saw, but I was like, as they were talking, I was like looking up the panel and looking up the people, like who this, who's that. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters, I guess it was interesting. They were talking about how they were like, how they got their parts, how they, when they auditioned and everything like that. So, uh, did, well, yeah. What did, did you, you notice what? that I'm talking about how traumatizing the show was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was saying that. I was like, man, this show seems intense. <laughs> it is intense. So yeah. If, if, you, if no one knows anything about Attack on Titan, I am, I, I am the resident gamer as well as, uh, anime, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, so Attack on Titan, put to put it briefly, it's actually surprisingly political, but at large, like on like on the surface, it is a show about um, these people that live in an island. 
that is well no that's a spoiler i guess uh these people that live in a city city and are surrounded by giant walls and on the outside of the walls are titans like big titanic like huge like skyscraper tall people that eat regular sized people so the walls keep them from being uh eaten by the titans and uh for the most part they're trying to figure out where they came from why they're eating them and um how to stop them and so on but there's a lot of traumatizing things because like i said the titans eat the people and that is um very disturbing and um but it's a very 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 entertaining show a very good show and i would recommend it to someone who's not terribly squeamish like if you if you're not watching anime at all and you're like what's a good anime to start off with i would possibly start you off with attack on titan only if you're not terribly squeamish and um yeah that they would be a good one because it is a really great show um and they are in their fourth season which is halfway done they already did like part one of season four and part two of season four is coming next month so that should be like the final of the series um it'll be like it's like a full season but you know uh, it'll be uh next so yeah um that panel was just fun it was just they're just they they couldn't really answer any questions about the next season because spoilers and stuff but uh, it was just fun seeing them talk and seeing them there and they had fun so yeah nothing nothing terribly interesting in the panel but it was still some fun behind the scenes things nothing that surprised you like you learned anything that you might not have known before um it was interesting when trina was talking about um that I guess she had a video audition and the other two didn't. And they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, stuff like that. And uh, just some behind the scenes things and uh, learning how, like, cause I always, cause I, I, I always associate, uh, or at least I always think about how people associate their fandom and their love for a thing. And they think that the actors or the actresses or the voice actors are like, experts at it and they consume right. the same amount that they do but they don't have time for that so right um it, it's just you know a lot of uh, it's hard for me to um or i see it the way that they the actors and the actresses see it but i it's hard for me to understand how the fandom doesn't see it that way yeah right yeah I, that that was interesting to me like listening to them talk about um they were inquisitive too about the show like the mm-hmm. characters, like they were asking some fans questions too. It was pretty interesting. And then um, it was interesting hearing their audition experience, like when they thought they were, they were going to a, for a certain, like reading for a certain character. Um, but then they got, you know, picked for a different character. Uh, it was interesting. That process was like, it's, it's mm-hmm. always uh, like, that's something that I love to talk to like an actor you know, any actor, like voice actor or even just a regular, obviously even a regular actor and ask them about like, you know, when you audition, like, what was that like? Like, did you audition for this character and the original character that you casted for? And how was that experience? Like, that's always a cool process, I think, an interesting process and in how they, how it goes about. And like I said, yeah, you, you mentioned um, 
they obviously they didn't know everything about the show and the characters and they said they didn't really do a lot of uh they did like the original research like maybe to watch like one or two episodes of a previous um installment or something like that i think they're yeah so it's what it, most anime like it's it's anime because it comes from japan so right. when for the most part japan has a ton of shows but only some of them get put in other regions like america and so on and they're in japanese so when they come over here they're subtitled uh, just like you watch like a foreign film and right, it's, it's right. subtitles or whatever. And then only a select few of those get an English dub or a French dub or whatever. Uh, so those were all of the English dub voice actors that were on the stage. So when they did their research, they just watched the Japanese version with subtitles. And like they said, you only watch like one episode or something like that. And then they were like, okay, well, um, this show's really good, or I really want to be into that, or I think I can play this role, like something like that. Yeah. And they and they said like even the directors are like, well, yeah, we we prefer that you don't watch the others episodes because we want you to put your own, you know, almost your own take into it too. They they don't want them to like try to have too much influence. Another show having too much influence on how much they go into probably each character as well. So that's yeah. probably like the thing to artistic, uh, artistic, um, their artistic view on on a character. That's always an interesting uh, aspect as well. Because obviously, when when we're reading, I, I like not to stray more into this uh, part of our conversation, but a lot of times when we're comic books and everything like that, the books, novels, or whatever that we're reading, you know, we have a certain view of the character uh, and a certain view of the, how the character was written. But when the character then become goes into a TV or movie or big screen or whatever, obviously the the artist who's playing that character puts you know their own little spin on it too. Obviously they're gonna try to make it as close to what the original intended purpose was. Um, but yeah, they do add their own you know um, their own like view on the character in a sense to try to make it their own as well. So that's interesting as well to to uh, think about. But uh, I know we had one quick question uh, about a previous. Um, we have talked about, I think, Doom. We did talk about Doom before. Uh, Witcher, I haven't really. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's a show that you watch. I do not watch that, unfortunately, so I have no clue. Um, it's, a, it's a video game. I know that. Uh, and I don't play video games at all. So I don't. Also really a book. It's actually originally but, a book. Okay, it was originally a book. I did not know that. Um, shows how dumb I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Dune, yeah, I think uh, Carl and I liked it. So I know I liked it. Um, I thought it was my opinion on it was probably not as good as like as far as I did like it, but not as great as everyone else thought it was. Like a lot of people absolutely loved it and died by it. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it's like cinematography, acting was good, but I thought there was a lot of dry spots in the movie, um, especially because my thoughts were this is based off of a novel that's like a thousand, two thousand page book, essentially novel, and it's only a one like they did only a portion of to make one movie, um, and it's like half the book or a fourth of the book. I know they're gonna have sequel. That's already been announced. So I think that's why part of it might have been dry. I think there was parts that obviously characters that they introduced, like just really quick characters, introductions, 
um, that were barely in the movie that will be coming back later in part two, I'm imagining. Uh, I know you and I talked about, for example, Zendaya. Like, if if you had no clue about, you know, the, the show, movie, I mean, the book beforehand, um, I remember thinking, like, oh, she's really going to be in this movie because she's doing all, she's going to all these, uh, you know, promoting the movie and things like that. And any preview they showed of the movie, she was always, like, in a couple of the clips. So I was like, you know what? She's probably in the movie a lot. And she's barely in the movie. At least this first part, she's barely in movie, and I don't think she has any lines. Uh, maybe one line at most in this movie, particularly. Uh, so that was like not to say that's a bad thing about the movie, but I was just confusing about that part. But yeah, I thought it was like it was good, but I didn't think it was like fantastic, like a lot of people thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was the uh, same boat. Uh, like we we mirrored a lot of uh, um, the same ideas when we had that stream which is available so if you uh want like more of an extended extended uh, opinions from us on dune we do have that video available um you can pull it up on barroom network youtube that was was that the end of october or was it yeah, beginning I of november so. or something like that i've kind of lost track of like when we've done what episode i know like our <laughs> friend jonathan was asking us how the show was going. I was trying to remember what the order of episodes we've done. It's like, he's like, yeah, I've seen a few of your shows. It's like, so this one, I know like, oh, this one we did like a month ago. I'm like, no, wait, no, we did this two months ago, actually. <laughs> you can't lose track of when we've done what. But yeah, it's, uh, if it's, it, it is on YouTube, we have done a, a full uh, review of Dune. So we can, uh, or you could say we could leave our, our feelings there. But like I said, I really wasn't all that into it. Uh, the only thing that I really cared for was some of the some of the fight scenes, like seeing um, uh, I can never remember his name, uh, you know, big guy, Aquaman. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> J- Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, uh, he was fun, and uh, just in general, some of the things like I can definitely see how people could be into it. Like, there's enough lore there. Uh, November second uh, is oh, when we yeah. did that, so they were good. So oh, right. about a month and a half ago, we had a whole review of Dune. Um, but I can de- I can totally see like there's lore there. There's enough to draw people in in general. Like if you've been a fan of it, you might like that movie. But as a newcomer, it wasn't something that pulled me in, so I wasn't super excited about it. And unless the trailer for the next movie is like super amazing i'm probably not going to be interested in watching the second one uh but there's still a chance like there's i still have a lot of the buzzwords from that movie from that franchise in my head so when i hear atreides and uh spice and uh you know all the all those those sort of things i'm like oh they're talking about dune now i know about it um but for the most part it's just it didn't stimulate me yeah i'll watch it i watch everything i even if I hated like the first, if, even if I had hated the first movie, if they're making a sequel, I'll watch it. I'll watch anything. I'm just, I'm just like that where I don't care. I'll waste my time. <laughs> I'll waste my time. I don't care about my my free time. So I. Speaking I of wastes of time, uh, Spider-Man three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was telling uh, on Twitter. I've been. Um, I wanted. I had watched or wanted to watch Spider Man all over again. The Tom, uh, or some oh, yeah, yeah. the 
the original, the Sam Raimi trilogy. And I just finished watching Spider-Man three and Spider-Man homecoming yesterday. And yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I remember not to not to stray away from our, our show here, but you talking about rewatching those. I remember I, I rewatched uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, the Gar- Andrew Garfield one again. I was like, you know what? This this movie wasn't that far away from actually being good. I felt like like there was parts of it that was that were really nice. I, I like I said, I just think like I look at it again. It's like, man, they they should have just stuck to like the. Uh, Gwen Stacy and and the Green Goblin stuff, instead of trying to, you know, bring Electro in, they put too much. They were trying to set up the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. They they were worried about setting up the Sinister Six, and I think that's what really ruined the movie. Absolutely, they weren't focused on. They weren't focused on telling that uh, because the death of Gwen Stacy is such a huge milestone in comic book history. It's huge. It's the first time the damsel did not get saved in comic book lore. That's never happened. That was the end of the Silver Age of comic books and ushered in the Bronze Age. So then they kind of made that a side, you know, not even a side um, part of the movie. They just kind of like the whole uh, the death death scene and stuff was just kind of like, I don't know. It just kind of happened out of the blue. You know, it was just kind of weird to me um and then like the whole like the green goblin i was a green goblin is such a big fixture in spider-man he's his like biggest nemesis obviously with especially originally with norman osborne and then here he has but yeah anyways not to yeah we could talk about that next week when we spider-man is coming out tomorrow uh no way home and then we'll definitely dive deep into uh whoever shows up in that movie um right right what's gonna happen there yeah, not to get not to get uh, too deep. I was getting on a rant. I was getting emotional on it. So, anyways, let's let's get on with our show here. We have uh, next up Sonic the Hedgehog. The, the trailer came out for that. I I really liked the first movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun movie. Um, but we'll go ahead and play play the uh, trailer, official trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog two, just in case if anyone has not seen it yet. little snack, and here we go. Sonic, I love that you want to help make a difference. Mind if I drive? But you're being reckless. Don't worry, nobody's gonna get hurt. Pretending to be Batman. Blue Justice, trademark pending. You're still just a kid. Trust me, there will come a moment when your powers will be needed. But you don't choose that moment. That moment chooses you. I just got goosebumps. Wait a second, did you steal that from Oprah? He's back! Papa's got a brand new stash. Since I've been gone, I've discovered the source of ultimate power. That sounds big. It's been on my vision board for years. Hope I'm not too late. I'm sorry, who are you? Name's Tails. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Step one, light taunting. Step two, I have no idea. Hang on! 
wasn't too bad. <laughs> Today's forecast calls for a 100% chance of adventure. Turn to sender. Face it, you're never going to get my power. Do I look like I need your power? Where are my manners? Sonic, meet Knuckles. Um, yeah, that was the trailer for Sonic G Hedgehog 2. Um, I do like the fact that I think Jim Carrey is going to be in character for the entirety of the movie this time instead of just like the very end. I like he's going to be Dr. Robotnik and the, with the mustache and the bald and the whole get up the entirety of the movie. That'll be, that'll be fun, I think. I do wonder what he would look like in a fat suit, though. Like that's the only, the only like big difference is uh, between yeah. him and the game is that Doctor Robotnik is a big, round, fat guy, um, and obviously Jim Carrey is the complete opposite of that. So, uh, other than that, they are. Um, I, I still would love to see what he looks like, but yeah, he, he looks really good though. Yeah, yeah, it's um, he looks really good. I think it's it's fun. I think you know they're introducing obviously more characters in this official trailer uh or the second movie um tales uh is going to be introduced and obviously the big one is going to be knuckles uh considering who they got to uh voice him but tales is it's is obviously um sonic's sidekick and they they stuck with the uh, uh a familiar voice for tales uh, the person who plays him, uh, her, him, him, in, Tales him, him. I, yeah, him. That's what I meant. That's what I, I, I said her because the person who plays him is a her, mm-hmm. um, by accident. Um, but yeah, Tails is a him. I know, I know that. Uh, it's a slip of the tongue by accident. <laughs> but yeah, so the person who plays him is Colin O'Shaughnessy, and uh, that sh- she did his voice in the video game or the cartoon, I should say. Or is it was a cartoon and. The cartoon, right? That's what um, the... I don't know. Uh, yes, actually, yes. So yeah, the, yeah, the uh, cartoon. So that and was the video like game. The, the video game, and I thought the cartoon too when they did the cartoon back in the nineties. But yeah, they stuck with uh, you know that much. Sound. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, go ahead. They they stuck with you know what's familiar instead of trying to get like you know a, a, an actor that's like you know famous or whatever that was kind of cool like that they um they stuck with you know what they know what 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 works essentially yeah and the very least she's a a very experienced voice actress um she has a long list like she's been like like said since um the 90s doing voice acting and various things you might also um know her from danny phantom uh she was jazz fenton in uh, Jasmine and Danny Phantom. She was also Janet Van Dyne and Earth's Mightiest uh, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. The Wasp, um, yeah. Yeah, she was the Wasp in that. Um, and then she's done 
plenty of other things over the years. And like, uh, like I said, she was Tails um, and various other uh, games and, and appearances. So uh, it is tried and true Tails voice for the most part. And um, uh, like you said, Tails is Sonic's partner. They're, um, they, she, Tails has been around since the second game, so Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So they're coming in and the second movie, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they use Tails in the game, in the movie because I'm hoping it's kind of like they at least pay off a, a part of the thing about Tails in the game because, um, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog is a single-player game for what it's worth, but in Sonic 2, you get Tails, but you can still play as Sonic and Tails is just there uh, to assist and follows you. And uh, a funny thing about all of the characters, like literally all of the characters, no one is as fast as Sonic, but everyone else is just really just a step behind Sonic. They're, they, they're not slow at all. Like they can all keep up with them for whatever reason, you know, video games. And Tails is the same way. Tails can go almost as fast as Sonic. And then uh, one thing, like you play the game, um, Tails just follows you and kind of can collect rings and stuff with you. You can play with your friend and your friend can control tails. And that's the best part is that tails is invincible and um, you can do whatever you want with tails. You can literally be Sonic and just stand there and do nothing. And tails can fight the enemy for you and do all of the damage, never get hurt and never die. Tails falls off a cliff. They, die and then they come back they come flying down and this come back and it's forever for the entire game so you can play the whole game as tails and just stay out of the way as sonic and um and do that so i'm hoping like they pay that off somehow in this movie where tails is supposed to die but then just comes flying off from off screen and comes back and like wait what didn't you just like die or something like that and just like tails is just invincible because that's the way he is in all of the games. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, yeah, true. It's he's um, essentially you can. I mean, you can be him, and I forget which one you can be him. There's like a one of the games you can be Tails. I forget which one it is, though. I think it's um, more recent ones um, for the most part. Uh, I think it might have been like on like uh, Dreamcast. When they had the uh, Sega did uh, their own version of like, like PlayStation Sonic Adventure, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah Sonic Adventure. So. Um, I'm not honestly. I've never played Sonic. Well, I never played past the first level in Sonic Adventure because I never had a Dreamcast. So I only was able to like go to some other location that had it and play it briefly, and that's all that I ever did with Sonic Adventure. But I was I was looking into that the other day. And it's on PC, so I probably will pick it up on PC at some point because I know a lot of people like that game. Right, right, right. Um, I know there's a couple of more uh, little tidbits that we picked up from the uh, trailer itself. The Tornado uh, first appeared in the game uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, mm -hmm. I think you had some thoughts on that. It's just, it looks, I mean, they made sure the design of it is very reminiscent of how it looks in the game as like the two wings like that. And Sonic rides on top and Tails is the pilot all the time um, 
for the most part it looks dead on how i would remember it looking from um sonic 2 sonic 3 so on yeah that was interesting i know the uh another part um scene i thought well let's talk about the character first before we talk about this one scene but obviously they have knuckles introduced uh in this voice by idris elba um it was interesting when i was looking at you know him him getting the part and i had told you about this before but it was rumored that he did like a lot of background and for like research on the character and and like the lore because i guess there's like obviously comics and stuff um uh storylines about about knuckles and idris apparently did a, a whole lot of research uh to do um when he got the part for for knuckles so it's interesting i like the way he looks in here too and i like how he does in this scene he's he's stopping sonic and the game there's uh if you got if you guys remember the game there's scenes when uh he does that he kind of stops sonic from you know when he's in the little ball rolling really quick he's able to stop sonic um and obviously his his power is like he's super strong so that's uh i thought that was fun yeah i love um love the way knuckles looks and again just like just them going back to redesign sonic really meant a whole lot because it probably would have meant knuckles would have looked bad too tails would look bad but the <laughs> way they looked uh now they look really great and um just hearing idris alba's voice uh, is really awesome like we, we need to get idris alba voicing more characters uh and a little less chris pratt a little bit more idris alba uh, right. that would be that would be very welcome um <laughs> But Chris yeah, Pratt. He, no, it's funny. I'm surprised Chris, Chris Pratt didn't end up voicing Fox or something. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, I mean, he's voicing he's voicing Garfield. I think he's voicing Mario somehow. I don't. Yeah, know. Mario and Garfield. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's still plenty of characters in Sonic. It, we, we may see him around. Uh, but yeah, I love uh, again just seeing Knuckles around. Uh, like he says in, in the movie, he doesn't need. You know, he doesn't need Sonic's power for like, and like I said earlier, right. pretty much every character for whatever Absolutely. reason can keep up with Sonic, even though he's technically the fastest, but they all just like a step behind Sonic. Uh, Knuckles is just a tad slower. Uh, he's got brute strength. He can glide and uh, he can climb up walls. So there's a lot of things that he can do that Sonic can't. And, uh, I'd like to see what they do with this this fight. And does Sonic win this fight? Probably not. At least what, from what we see in the trailer, he's probably not going to win that fight. Uh, maybe later on, uh, but we'll see how how that might uh, how that might happen. Yeah, and I think it's yeah, they inter- interesting to introduce him as a bad guy in this part because they eventually do become friends in not only like obviously the games but uh, the shows as well. They show him as becoming friends and allies or what what have you and yeah so it's he's obviously been i don't know maybe brainwashed by uh dr robotnik i'm guessing or tricked but probably lied to yeah lied to or something but interesting we'll see what what the story is in that um i know there's also the big uh the chaos emerald but i think a lot of people said it might be the master emerald i think it's a little i don't yeah, I didn't know the specific name, but it's definitely it's most likely the bigger one. So, like in the games, there are smaller Chaos Emeralds that are multicolored, 
and Sonic can collect those. And this is why I hope that we might actually see Super Sonic uh, in the in this movie because once he collects all of those, he can become Super Sonic. But the idea is that they usually power up the big emerald and that's what this one is and that's what dr robotnik's all about he's he's just trying to obtain power so if you remember from the first movie he got that little hair from sonic and that was he was able to use that just to power his uh his machines and stuff because sonic's abilities are some kind of mystical magical thing uh but he doesn't need sonic anymore because he's got knuckles and he's found this chaos emerald so he doesn't need to capture sonic as much as he thought he did before so uh but i am hoping that we do see supersonic uh in this movie because that would be a good way to fight back against knuckles and to fight robotnik after he gets his power up from this big chaos emerald because he's gonna need it because you know he's that's a pretty big power source right there Right, and then the final thing I I noticed in in this trailer was the the uh is potentially could be Angel Island. I mean, it's not been confirmed, but that's where uh it's like where Knuckles is from. That's his home, mm-hmm. and that's where the chaos or the Master Emerald. That's where the resting place is for the for that. So that's really I, I really like that picture of like a little Sonic standing there, which watching over that little island, and and obviously the uh chaos uh or sorry the master emeralds uh something's happening like probably robotnik did something and he's been able to access its powers or whatever um but yeah that's that's the uh the trailer for sonic the hedgehog did you have any other thoughts on that i know like i said i it should be a fun movie i like i said i like the first one so i think this one should be fun as well i don't don't see why it wouldn't be yeah it definitely looks funny and uh you know, uh, I love um, just again, just seeing the emeralds there. I, I would love to see them do more like nods to the game because like the first the first movie, like you can collect the rings. The rings are in the way they have them in the movie. They're like little teleporter you know, to different portals or whatever. But he still gets hit and he loses the rings. And that's just like from the games. And I'm hoping that they do some more stuff like that um, in this movie especially like one thing um i can't remember if it was in sonic 2 but definitely sonic 3 maybe sonic and knuckles uh there's a scene like i said every everyone is as fast as sonic just like including robotnik even him as a big fat man with skinny stick legs there's this a part in the game where sonic is chasing robotnik on foot and robotnik is he can't even catch him because he's like Robotnik is ahead. He can't catch him for whatever reason. Then Robotnik jumps into the uh, big old mech that he has. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. How is Sonic <laughs> the fastest person and this big fat dude is running away from him and he can't catch him? That doesn't make any sense at all. And he jumps in the machine. And yeah, and then you know you have the big boss fight. So I want some stuff like that too. Yeah, it'll be interesting um, how they would play that out. But um yeah that's so that's we'll we'll we'll, uh move on into our final portion of our show the uh john cena movie off of uh, suicide squad the peacemaker um there was an official trailer for that show and uh we'll go ahead and play that trailer just in case if anyone may have missed it
Have you ever heard of a guy named Peacemaker? No. He is a trained killer. We've got trouble with that maniac. Go! Ah! No, what are you waiting for? That thing better not crap back there. Yeah, how strange an eagle, dude. Not without stealing its soul. Hey, Dad. It's been kind of a rough go for me lately, Dad. You don't say. Somebody shot me and the building fell on me. You let somebody shoot you? It's not like I invited him to come shoot me, Dad. Pathetic. I thought you were in prison for life. I work for the government. Post office? You think they'd let me out of prison and deliver mail? I don't know. It's the first government job I could think of. I kill people for them, okay? This task force doesn't officially exist, which leaves us on our own. We call our targets butterflies. They are a serious threat to the safety of American citizens. There's something weird going on. You think me and Vigilante are too stupid to notice. Hey, everyone, which one's me and which one's Eagley? Okay, you're half right, but you score 50% of the test at school. What do you get? A D. School wasn't my bag. It's for dorks. That guy's a clown. But there's something about him that's sad. Is he a target in sight? Peacemaker, take him out. Even the kids? Yes, terminate him immediately. Take the shot. He told me to kill kids. He didn't say why. Because right now, the world needs a son of a bitch. And you're the only one I got. I thought you loved peace, no matter how many men, women, and children you needed to kill to get it. I don't know. Lately, I'm having feelings about things. Dad, maybe I'm a grower, not a shower. What? An individual you don't like, and then you learn to like. You're comparing yourself to a chode. Not in a bad way. Your dad is not a good man. Still family. My advice? Cut it out with the introspection. The mind is a den of scorpions better left running from, not towards. He just got shot at! You haven't been shot at? No. Two jerks in costumes and a couple of rejects. It's like a real team out there. Yo, what the hell is that? It's a grenade I tied to a Russian tank shell. Why not just the grenade? A grenade blows up like two people. How many people does this blow up? I don't know. I invented it this morning. What? Eat peace, mother. So that was the trailer for Peacemaker. Um, that show looks really good. <laughs> it looks, uh, I, I really love John Cena's portrayal of the character in Suicide Squad. Um, it, it's he is a complex character. Like it's funny he has he has a really um, you know ironic funny line in there where he's like you know uh, I love peace at, and I, I want peace at all costs. It doesn't and he doesn't care how many men, women, and children he has to kill <laughs> to get it. You know that's kind of kind of like an ironic thing to say you want peace but you're gonna kill all everyone to get it <laughs> um but yeah that the, the trailer looks really good and it's uh um i really like john cena as far as i i've, I've always liked him as like a different uh as a personality and everything and i think he's really grown as an actor um and i think this is kind of like a good showing of that as far as who 
how he's become as an actor. And um, I think he they kind of, he kind of even jokingly mentions it in the trailer where Peacemaker is kind of like a complex, you know, anti-hero in a sense, uh, where you don't like him in the beginning, but potentially as he could grow. And I think even James Gunn mentions it in one of his interviews where he's like, you know, I didn't want to make a, you know, a show about a character that everyone loves or just everyone hates. He's complex. Um, there's things about mm-hmm. him that, that are good, but then obviously there are things about him that are obviously bad, but then it could grow into something more. Yeah, I do find it fascinating. James Gunn's ability to find these characters that are, I don't know, C list, D list, well, relatively unknown, uh, like just not necessarily the biggest, following type characters with guardians of the galaxy right. and all of that. And, and, uh, it's suicide squad. And, and even it's, it's half taking John Cena because he's a bankable star, but taking that and putting him on a character that literally maybe five people on this planet know about, um, and, and peacemaker and making him greater than his source material. Uh, amplifying the character just because of of your creative vision for the character, the star power behind it, and then the actual writing and directing for the character. Um, because if you told me two, three years ago there's going to be a Peacemaker TV series, I'd be like, who's that? Uh, I never heard of him, and I don't care. But now I'm like, yeah, sign me up. John John Cena is going to be Peacemaker. It looks funny. It looks cool. Looks like it's going to have some really good moments in it. And like it's got potential to be a great series. I don't know if it's going to be more than one season, if it's just going to be this one season here, but uh, it looks like it's going to be a bunch of fun. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think even James Gunn, again, to bring him up, he note, noted that. Uh, John Cena's performance in Suicide Squad, uh, like this, this as far as what he did, what he expected, um, as far as like his like the backward way of him portraying the character and things like that, that really um, brought about this idea for the show. Like originally, they had no plans for a like his own spinoff series in a sense. Um, to do like you know uh, about the peace, peacemaker, but because of the way John Cena, how successful it was, he was part of, he was one of the best parts. I mean, Suicide Squad two was good in general. Like it was, I liked it a lot. It was like miles miles better than the first one, which obviously is not hard to do, but still, uh, it's genuinely a good movie. And he was definitely one of the best parts of that movie. And I think his portrayal really ended up making them say, like, "Oh, we have, we really have something here, and we can, you know, uh, go further with this and with this character and develop it more, show um, other sides of him, and you know, obviously monetize off of the popularity of this character that has uh, transpired." Right, and then uh, as far as how the series seems to be going, I mean, at least from the trailer, it does seem like it's just going to be his journey of like you say he's going to try to achieve peace however whatever means possible but then he feels like he's just gonna hit this this brick wall where he's like hey i don't know if what i'm doing is right i don't know if 
this is the right way to achieve this peace. I don't like they wanted me to shoot kids. I don't, you know, he, he wanted to, you know, shoot kids before, but if it meant protecting America and achieving peace, but now he's like, eh, it doesn't feel right. And he's just going <laughs> to have this, you know, which it shouldn't, you know, but uh, uh, he's going to go through some stuff and he's just trying to discover this new self, this new, again, going from possibly, I wouldn't say villain, but re- I guess maybe realizing that he's actually an anti-hero, or not like in, in those words, but realizing that that's not necessarily the best way and that he could possibly f- be full-blown hero and save people and not, you know, he may be killing the bad guys. Maybe just, he's like, like if anti-hero is in between hero and villain and, you know, this is anti-hero, if villain is is here... That, that he's a little closer to villain than he is you know to good but still like almost anti-hero now he's going to be a little bit closer to good but still be on the anti closer to anti-hero like he won't kill the kids but he still will kill people like sort of thing right uh, yeah that's how it feels yeah it's it's like i said it's it's definitely gonna be a fun character i think and uh cena definitely does a great job with it but uh, we'll, we'll wrap up the show here. Uh, any final thoughts that you might have of everything we've talked about today? And um, obviously, I, I don't know if it'll be back next week, 100%. We might have a week off just because with the holidays. Um, but we will be back. Uh, our next show for 100%, the entire show is just going to be about Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, so if, if it's not next Wednesday, it'll be the Wednesday after. Uh, I believe the 29th more than likely. But any final thoughts that you might have uh, overall? Actually, I want to go back to a quick question from David. He hadn't been following Marvel since COVID, and he wanted to know what the next Marvel movies in production oh. are. And that would be, again, Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out tomorrow, uh, which Salim and I will be going to go see that tomorrow. Um, after that, there is the Morbius movie. If I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I might be wrong. But I think Morbius is in January or February. And Doctor Strange is after that, which is pushed to May. Right? And then um, we'll see about Black Panther 2. <laughs> that might be delayed more if the rumors are true. And uh, but they, that movie is shooting now and is in production. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is also shooting right now and in production. Thor: Love and Thunder is coming out sometime, I believe, in November next year. Because that they should be wrapping uh, shooting that. Well, actually, no, they're probably still shooting it now, but like close, coming close to sh- uh, wrapping that. So. Uh, in the very least, Doctor Strange and Thor and Morbius um, are movies for next year. And uh, is there anything else I'm missing in that? Um, not a top of my head. I know, obviously, the Disney Plus shows uh, that have happened, and we'll we'll talk about uh, Hawkeye once. Uh, once anything, I know we've mentioned a couple tidbits about Hawkeye uh, mm-hmm. just from uh, obviously Kingpin 
and Daredevil potentially, you know, is coming back. But we'll we'll do a final. Did you watch review. it today? No, I haven't watched today's episode yet. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna watch that right after I think we're done here. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think I, I'm excited. Like I, I know there's been some people that are disappointed with Phase Four. I know you've seen I, I know you've seen some criticism. I I think they've done solid. Like I, it, it's it's a process for them, right? Because they have to uh, move on from Iron Man and Captain America and. And I think Spider-Man is going to be such a big factor for that. And Spider-Man is the most strong character in Marvel. He's he is like the backbone of Marvel. Like when you look at all the whenever people do comic book rankings, obviously character superhero rankings, the first are always with DC is Superman and Batman, and the third is always Spider-Man. Um, he he's a big character, and I think. Um, that's going to be interesting. Obviously, they're going to be bringing in more stuff as far as different characters like with the mutants. Uh, who knows when they'll do that, but they're going to get that get there eventually. They're also going to bring in like the Fantastic Four. Uh, there's so much things that they're setting up that they're really going to get into, I think. I don't know when, obviously. if they're. I think that's going to be eventually at, in Phase 4. They'll start piece by piece kind of hinting towards it. Um, I don't know if that'll be the beginning of Phase 5. But it'll be interesting. Like, yeah, I think Phase Four has been solid. Like, obviously, it hasn't started off as great as Phase One when they first started back in, like, what two thousand eight? Eight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's coming along. You know, it's. I think it, there's a lot of stories to tell. Uh, you know, even uh, Kev, like we said, Kevin Feige has mentioned. You know, there's twenty years of of a universe now that they've built. So there's a lot to you know feed off of, and like just like in the comics, there's 80 years of uh, universe that's been built. So they have a lot to work off of, and um, I like I like what they've done, and I'm I'm excited to see as they progress in into uh, what happens as as they go forward. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much a wrap for today's episode. Like I said, we'll be back either more than likely uh, the 29th for. Uh, a uh, episode of uh, where we'll just talk about No Way Home. We are going to have a guest that day. Uh, we will, uh, you'll have all the updates for that once we uh, get closer to that date. But yeah, thank you for tuning in. Again, you can follow me at Science Fiction and then you can follow Carl at Ninja Chortle. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time, Science Fiction fans. All right, have a good evening, guys. Thank you.